0: Mute myself too. It's okay. Well, welcome back to the Show Me (laughs) Show podcast for episode 41. We got a little bit of uh, a pre talk there with Cam, but welcome back. Episode 41, it's going to be a big one. We got MLB free agent talk. The Cardinals made a big signing. We'll start off with that. Then we got our rundown of week 13, I believe. I can't believe I'm saying that. It's already week 13 in the NFL. So we'll do our rundown, talk about some of the big games. Then of course we got our fantasy corner, a few questions, our stardom, symptoms and sleepers. And then we'll wrap it up with our week 14 picks and preview. Hopefully to, you know, keep on the roll. We've been on the roll lately here with these picks. So let's, uh, let's, let's get into it.
1: All right. <laughs> Had to do it. Hashtag not my intro. I know we need missed, the real intro back. I missed the little shitbox intro. That's, that's perfect for show, <laughs> the show. The very first episode, we were just screwing around.
0: Um, I do miss that too. So anyways. MLB free agency, it's picked up recently. We haven't had a free agency like this in years. Like it's always been pushed off to like February, except for last year, I guess, tech, because of the, yeah. the blackout. Like, let's, get, let's get this that in before
1: work. everybody goes away.
0: Exactly. And um, so a lot of people like mass signed before, but here at the winter meetings, there's been a lot of shit that's got done. So the Cardinals made a big signing as we we actually talked about quite a bit that it was so obvious it was going to happen. And we, we snagged Wilson Contreras away from the Cubs 17 and per year for five years, big signing. Some of the other ones judge signed for nine years, 360 million. That's $40 million a year. So he made a bag and uh, Xander Bogarts er, late, late last night. I should say signed with the Padres for 11 years. Um, it reminds me of the Pujols steal, but, Eleven years two hundred and eighty million dollars, I do believe it was. What were some of the other big those were those were the big ones for sure. Brandon Nimmo just signed earlier today. For Verlander. Eight years $160 hundred and sixty million. Yeah, Verlander, two years eighty six million. Um he's making forty three million dollars a year as a 38, 39 year old. So that's mm-hmm. pretty insane. Um the Mets and Yankees making moves. Like what what's what do we got new? Oh, and uh, of course, the biggest one, maybe Trey Turner to the Phillies for three hundred forever million in ten years, oh my yeah. God, Luke, I mean, oh
1: no, we will be thirty when that contract yes. is up, Holy moly, that is weird yeah. to think about, hey, the Bogarts one will be thirty one
0: and when the Bogarts one is up, so. <laughs>
1: How about that? I don't like Bogart's is I hope those 30. contracts don't fill out like that. I hope they leave at some point just so I don't have to think oh, about yeah, that. 100%. The
0: Bogart's one will 100% turn out to be like a Chris Davis one. We're just like the last four years, he's just like on the, the injured list. And they're just like Chris Davis retirement. man. <laughs> Crush yeah. Davis. He was
1: good for a while. He was. He was. So these guys are making a home run derby. So. Oh, so, you know that
0: year when he just hit like 50
1: home runs, and then he went yeah. back for 50 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, wild. Yeah, I remember that weird streak. But so, question here number one: I may have a dead baseball brain since it's been a while, but doesn't Tatis play shortstop? Uh, supposedly, but.
0: I mean, he doesn't really play right now. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing that the Padres have figured out that he's either injured or he's you know getting suspended. So, but I do and believe that their their long term plan for was he's out
1: for about as a hundred eighty two. No, it wasn't that long.
0: I think the the first suspension is eighty games. And then if you get caught a second time, then it's like 162. It's a full season. So he w- he was just the 80. I think he's got maybe okay. half of it left to start off this year. Um, but I'm, I do believe the Padres' long-term plans for him was to move him to the outfield, either left field or right field. So him and Soto would pick up the corners in the outfield. And then they they, they, uh-huh. they ju- their team's just full of shortstops. They got Tatis. They got Bogarts now. They have Kim, who played shortstop for them, Ha-Song Kim played really well last year and then they also got Jake Cronenworth who I guess he's played a lot of second with them but he's technically a shortstop as well so it's just very weird to see all these shortstops going to one team but they might never have enough after
1: the Bogart signing they might have the most big names now over the Dodgers I would say definitely
0: over the Dodgers because the Dodgers they have the most
1: faces of baseball think about that more than one yeah, I I don't know
0: if like a lot of non baseball fans like Bogarts. I mean, he's a big name, but is he really that big of a name? Like, obviously, I would say he is
1: as a as a okay. part time partial. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even. I don't even know if I consider myself casual fan of baseball. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit below. I I very much know who Xander Bogarts is. Um, I mean, geez, Been Alexander Tatis, Machado, Soto. Soto, you know, he's probably the yep. best. Oh, well, Machado last year was pretty Josh good. Hader. But... Oh, Josh Hader? Oh, a big uh, one yeah, out of the He, band. Band. he mended his wounds. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, who the, the Dodgers? They got Freddie Freeman. They got Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw. Trying to think of some of the other big time names that they have. That's those are their big three. Yeah, Turner's after they lost gone. Trey Turner.
1: Yeah, I mean they also have uh, Will Smith
0: at catcher. He's a beast, but not a lot of non-baseball fans know who that is.
1: But they have good pitching now. That's another thing. The Dodgers just have really good pitching too. Yeah, they're really good at like
0: signing like a mid-tier like starting pitcher for like one year, six million, and then he just and then he
1: wins sixteen All-Star. games.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like Tyler Anderson last year. I, I could totally see a guy like Dylan Goss,
1: Bundy, who too. played for the Twins last year. Who? I'm f I am can not remember how to say his full name. I think is it Gosselin? Gosselin. Gosselin? Yeah. 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 He was he was a homegrown
0: guy. He they didn't sign him though. Um, okay. But I could totally see a guy like Dylan Bundy, who played for the Twins and uh last year in the Angels previously Never really been good in his career. Totally see him signing like one year, six million with the Dodgers, and then just having like a sub 350 ERA, 15 wins, just being a beast. Um, that's, That's just what they do. But I'm surprised that the Dodgers haven't really been involved in this free agency yet. I mean, we've seen like the Yankees, the Mets, and the Padres who have recently been big spenders. Um the Yankees and Mets obviously have uh, historically been big spenders, but the Dodgers, I we always complain about the Dodgers like signing whoever they want, but this year they really haven't been active. They just re-signed Kershaw and that was it. So that's kind of a surprise. Um it's
1: yeah, it's very Well, weird. <laughs> have the I mean, have the Yankees signed anybody else besides Judge? Uh
0: we'll probably sign a pitcher. Like yeah, Don, I, know, but I don't or, think I don't
1: think they have yet. This, I mean, the off season just started, but I don't think they have yet. I mean, their main goal was to just mm-mm. bring back Judge. So, yeah, and they got him. That, that got was them. their main goal, and they
0: succeeded in that. So, yeah. That was that was a scare there, especially when uh, John Heyman tweeted out arson judge appears to be headed to the uh, San Francisco Giants. <laughs> and then five minutes later, he goes, oh, I apologize. I, I'm being now being told that he's not. And then the next morning, arson. of course he officially announces he signs with the Yankees. Yeah, it's and that's a common like we make fun of Bob Nightingale a lot for his spelling <laughs> errors. <laughs> but I feel like Bob Nightingale, he's like, he's like the sweet old man. You know, you just don't mess with him. You like you, you laugh at him, but you love him at the same time. Like John Heyman, he's the one that everyone hates. Like you look at, like it's like that, uh, that one here, verbal meme, uh, John Heyman tweets, arson judge broke ass. And then, uh, Bob Nightingale tweets, arson judge, and it's strong and independent. Like that's the best way I can compare those two, but we here here at the MLB Twitter we don't like John Heyman, so very what? very pleased to see him get that wrong.
1: Uh I you'll have to bring me back down memory lane here, but there was a Bob Nightingale tweet, I think. Was it this it might have been during this last season, or maybe it was during the lockout that was like lockout, an all-time bro. Bob Nightingale tweet that was just like out of this world just like just so bad like it was just wrong completely wrong i think it might have been that the lockout was ending i can't remember what it was about what was it Mm,
0: that that's a good i don't i can't remember either but i know exactly what you're talking about that was this past year and it it had something to do with the lockout i think so very funny but i i (laughs) I remember laughing about it a lot so yeah yeah i'm pretty sure we talked about it on this show but yeah, I think so one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but the Cardinals make a big move with Contreras. Uh, we knew they were going to go after a catcher. I truly believed in the last final days that it was going to be Sean Murphy, but after we signed Contreras, we obviously don't need him anymore. So then the offer came out what the A's wanted. The A's wanted Lars Newtbar. Brendan Donovan and Gordon Graceffa, who's, uh, one of our best pitching prospects. So even if it was just Donovan and Newt bar for Murphy, I don't think I would have done it because I love both of those guys. So I think they are going to be really good players. Donovan obviously just want a gold glove. So I, you know, I, I respect the move. John Moselock, the trade, uh, maestro as you will. Saw that offer and he tried to talk the A's into it. Um, like, hey, hey, how about we, how about I try to fleece you a little bit more than than that instead of you fleecing me. And the A's wouldn't budge. I respect them. And he's like, all right, I'll just go out and sign the catcher that wants to be here anyway. So I respect that. Now, hopefully this turns out well. Moselloc does not have a great history of signing free agents. So that does make me a little bit worried. However, Contreras has been a very good player. And I guess the biggest trend to look out for is he does wear down typically towards the end of the year. So the first half of the year, I would imagine he's pretty good. He's playing almost every day. And then in the second half, his production starts to fall off a little bit. Him and Kisner probably split catching a little bit more throughout the second half. Um, That's what I would imagine happens, but still a good sign. I mean, you got him at $17.5 million per year. So, I mean, that's, that's really good value for one of the best catchers in the game. And, and you get the added fact that he's from Chicago. So we kind of get payback for what they did with Jason Hayward. Um, You know, the Cubs have been active in, in their free agent market too, the Cubs signed Cody Bellinger to a one-year deal, which I, I I don't think that's a bad deal at all for them. And then they also signed a pitcher, Jamison Tyone from the Yankees. That's, it was a, it was a indifferent signing. I, I think, but Still some big names on the free agent market. I, I think the Cardinals might be done in the free agent market this year, I would imagine, other than maybe like a guy who's worth like $3 million, like a very small signing, minute difference. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we are active in the starting pitcher trade market, though. Who, who we're going after, I have no idea, but that's probably the next move I would imagine for this, this front office. And Arenado, because Arenado's a part of the front office now, apparently. So.
1: <laughs> he's like LeBron, but MLB <laughs> style, which I respect. Yeah. Um, except LeBron, he's not afraid of the lights in the playoffs. No offense to Arenado. Um, no offense. But <laughs> another question here. I think you said this at the beginning of the show, but where did Swanson land? He just landed today, didn't he? Dansby? Ansby? No, yeah. he's not signed anywhere
0: yet. I thought he uh, just signed it. Swanson today. and Correa. I don't uh, think so, unless I'm tripping. I don't remember. Hold on. Let me... I mean,
1: I feel like I would have remembered that. Where did he sign with? I don't know. I, I thought he did today. Like within the last hour. Mm-hmm. That was probably Nemo you're thinking of, but. Okay. So Swanson is still he out hasn't there. Yet.
0: Yeah. He's still out there. Um, Carlos Correa is still out there. I would imagine that I, I think the Cubs are active on both of them. Um, in my opinion, Dansby Swanson looked great in the Cubs uniform. And that's a compliment because I don't think a lot of people do look, like Cody Bellinger is going to look weird in the Cubs uniform. Um, but Swanson, I feel like it would fit well. Um, the Yankees for a minute, I thought we going to be active in the shortstop market, but it appears not. And then also a tough scene for LA that, they're not sign. They're not going after Carlos Correa because their fans would not approve of the signing. So that's kind of funny. At the same time, because he was on the the Astros, of course, that beat them, the cheating Astros. So very funny. But uh, that's free agent talk. Unless you have anything else to add, Cam. I would imagine
1: No. We're if us uh, next week, there's a good possibility that I'll just shoot a question in. We could be talking about the NFL, and there might be an MLB question in there, but. We'll see. But yeah, I think that's, that pretty much <laughs> right. wraps it up. Yeah. It's been a few weeks since MLB
0: talk. It's been dead since the World Series. So, um, other than the awards when Goldschmidt won the MVP, but other than that, mm-hmm. pretty dead. And then recently, winter meetings. Like, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's now time for the week 13 rundown. And, you know, this was. After Thanksgiving, you really start to realize how little football we have left. Um, After the big Thanksgiving week, you're looking, and you're like, man, we only got – like, I'm looking now. We have five weeks of football left. The Packers have four games. That's it, and then we're done for the year. I mean, you got the playoffs, but it Um, comes very quick.
1: December is quite possibly – it's my favorite month of football, Uh, and I love NFL – uh, playoff football but December is my favorite month of football because technically you get it's the conference championships year. you get the conference championships and then you get bowl season which I love because it is just stupid chaos bowl games Crazy, weird, sicko trophies that are just so random. Crazy bowl names and <laughs> uh, games every year, you know, and and ones that stick, you know, bowl games that stick, like Mizzou's and the Gasparilla Bowl. The Gasparilla Bowl has been going on for a while, but I, I'll be honest, Luke, I don't know what Gasparilla is in terms of the business, but it's still a, bowl. Sure it's a company.
0: Well, yeah, I know. Like, do you com-
1: remember the, uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's it's the company that just sticks for a while. Also, a shout out to uh, the Orange Bowl for yeah, this very might be the first time in this, this has occurred. But two orange teams, Clemson and Tennessee, that's it's like the ultimate battle. I I I think I saw something like the loser of that game should not be allowed to wear orange next year in their uniforms. And I agree, honestly, if you can't be if if you're not the best orange,
1: you shouldn't be able to wear it. There should be one yep.
0: orange, clear clear orange, and that's it.
1: Obi has his has his work cut out for him. Uh, Obi's the orange that just roams the sidelines in that game, the giant fat oh, orange. He's probably related to Otto, the Syracuse orange. If Is I had Syracuse? to guess, but yeah, yeah, Obi and Otto probably, probably. related, but um, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, shit. So you have bowl games. You have the most important and intense. NFL season weeks coming up this month. Um, And NFL is completely taken over the holidays in terms of Christmas. I mean, Christmas used to be like, you know, you get like maybe one NFL game on the Saturdays before, and then obviously Sunday they'll play no matter what. But um, it was kind of like the NBA's thing for probably like four or five years until as of late. And now it's just, The NFL just owns it. And then, like I said, you still have your Christmas. There's probably a bowl game on Christmas. Usually, I think there's, like, one either on Christmas or Christmas Eve. And then you have your New Year's bowl game. I doubt it this
0: year because Christmas is on a Sunday this year, so I doubt they have a bowl game.
1: Oh, true. Yeah, but they just have them freaking randomly. Like, the weird bowls. You know, like, the Bahamas bowl, I'm pretty sure, is probably, like, on a Tuesday. During the day, probably. The Bahamas
0: Bowl is the first one, isn't it?
1: Uh usually Bahamas
0: Bowl is Friday, Friday at ten thirty. Next Friday, by the way. Perfect for all the sickos out there. And then yeah. there's no game on Christmas, but there is a the Hawaii Bowl between Middle Tennessee State and San Diego State takes place on Christmas Eve at seven o'clock. So.
1: <laughs> exactly, and then you know, of course, you get my favorite uh, bowl game during the bowl season: the Rose Bowl. Last year, it was just perfect. I don't know if you were able to watch that. just the colors and the scenery. I just love the Rose Bowl. They're just panning around the stadium, not even watching the game some of the time, just looking at the mountains and the the beautiful sunset. So love bowl season. Love the NFL at this time of year. Um, Also, I guess you have the Heisman ceremony coming up they announced a bunch of the awards today maybe we'll get to that at the end of the show if we have any time but yeah but we're gonna go ahead and get into the rundown
0: uh, but yes personally because i'm a sicko my favorite bowl is the duke's mayo bowl but i
1: I, i'm a sicko i I hate it i hate (laughs) the duke's mayo bowl after last year I can't, Luke, I can't even begin to tell you. sorry. Like I said, maybe we'll get in some college football talk at the end of the show, hopefully if we have any time. But last year, I think it was December 28th, I think, was the day of our bowl game. North Carolina, South Carolina, 10 a.m., not even the regular 11 a.m. kick. 10 a.m. kick in Charlotte for the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Whoever wins gets doused in mayo. I'm hoping I get to see Coach Mac Brown's fat, old, you know what, doused mayo, but no, I didn't. And it was just the worst North Carolina game you've ever seen. You know, sending out Sam Howe like that was just horrible. And it was at 10 a.m. So the rest of the day was just absolutely <laughs> sour. It was so bad. Oh, I just, that sucks. in North Carolina, they are not a good team right now. And. Like I said, maybe we'll get to talk about the transfer portal at the end of the show. But it is chaos. There's like 1,500 players in the portal right now. Bunch of North Carolina players. It's bigger than free agency. A lot worse, too. It's, you can't even track it. It is crazy. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I'm just here sitting here assuming that every single player is in the transfer portal. That's how I'm going to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, that's. I mean, I'm just going to assume that there's no returning players on any of my teams because it's just easier.
1: And then if there is uh, returning
0: players, you're like, oh.
1: My favorite Arizona Wildcat, Jacob Cowan, is coming back. So, yes, that's true.
0: Very big news there.
1: And then, all right, you want to get into the rundown? You're starting
0: off this weekend. Yeah.
1: All right. So, here we go. Rundown week 13. NFL we start off in the dome in Atlanta the Falcons basically played the same game two weeks in a row just this time it was against the Steelers Kenny Pickett continues his breakout and Mike Tomlin refuses to be bugged when he is on the clock and working Mariota is not him and doesn't have a clutch gene and the Steelers hold on to win 19-16 in the ATL
0: next we head up to minnesota where two playoff teams battled the legend of kirko chains is spreading onto the youth as young minnesotans are dressing up as him now alexander madison and the vikings twerked their way to an early lead and the jets offense turned into the broncos every time they were in the red zone kicking five field goals to start off the game Vikings were able to hold on to this one, 27-22, and get their 10th win of the season.
1: Wow. We head south to Chicago, where the NFL's oldest rivalry took place. Tied for the most all-time wins in NFL history, this was set to be a dogfight, and it was. Despite an early two-score lead, Aaron Rodgers let Christian Watson get joint ownership of the Bears and their fans. Packers salute Kanye West style into a 28-19 to 19 win over the Bears to become the winningest franchise in NFL history.
0: Positive uh, stuff there. Next, we head to yet another <laughs> NFC North stadium, this time in Detroit where the Next Up Bowl took place in honor of the bowl season being announced. The Lions got up early on the Jags and never looked back running and twisting legs to a blowout win, 40-14, to and stay alive in the NFC wildcard race.
1: Rams touchdown. Uh, now we head up to Philly, where the first major revenge game of the week took place between A.J. Brown and the Titans. And A.J. Brown won this one going for 100 yards and two tutties. Jalen Hurts helped in the burial, going for four total touchdowns 380 passing yards and the Eagles continue to roll with a 35 to 10 blowout win over the tits we head to Maryland where the
0: Broncos and Ravens game it happened to say the least Lamar got hurt early and that was all it took to craft a recipe for a bad and boring game Tyler Huntley led a game-winning drive in the final minutes to sneak a 10 to 9 win in
1: for the Ravens disgusting game now we go down south to Whoa. Houston Texas where our second revenge game of the week took place between the Texans and the weirdo since Deshaun Watson can no longer assault anyone in Houston the Browns defense and special teams did the job for him combining for three touchdowns and that's all it took to take down the lowly Texans and the Browns roll to a 27 to 14 win in the return of the pedophile, the jedophile. What does that say?
0: Yeah, I was trying to make a Star Wars reference, like Return of the Jedi, and that was the closest I <laughs> could come up with. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a Jedi under the comedy. boss. I don't like that Jedi. Jedi would never. You're right. I'm sorry.
0: All right, our final game of the early slate was a feisty <laughs> NFC East matchup between the Giants and the Commanders. This game was back and forth, and each team refused to go away, ultimately leading to a 10-minute overtime. With both offenses out of gas, the teams were content with a tie, and for the first time in 25 years, an NFC East battle ends in an even score, 20-20. to 20.
1: Beautiful game. Now we head to the afternoon side of this great slate of football with an AF NFC West matchup. Despite being dead for weeks, the Rams showed some life fighting back and forth with the birds of Seattle. Gino and the boys were able to get this one out though, 27 to 23 and move back into a playoff spot.
0: Now we head to San Francisco for yet another revenge game. This time for Mike McDaniel and his band of running backs, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. That path looked a lot easier after our sweet, handsome prince, Jimmy Garoppolo, hurt his foot and was carted to the locker room. But that made way for BCB, Brock Purdy, and he ended up playing pretty good, running up the score for the first place Dolphins. Kyle Shanahan is still the master over Mike and the Niners
1: win, 33-17. to In another West battle between the Chargers and the Raiders, this game took a backseat to some of the other great games going on, but it was still a good one. Justin Herbert channeled his inner Phillip Rivers trying to lead the Chargers down the field for a game-tying drive, but was unsuccessful. The Raiders are making a late push to the playoffs? But unfortunately, it might be too little too late. Regardless, they win this one 27-20, Luke.
0: They're winning right now, too. So
1: Yes, they are.
0: And finally, after all that, we arrive at the game of the week in yet another revenge game. The Chiefs look to avenge their AFC Championship loss by going on the road to Cincinnati. The Bengals' defense held strong against the mighty Patrick Mahomes and virtually eliminated Travis Kelsey from being a factor in this game, holding him to zero touches in the first half and uh, forcing a fumble on him in the second. After a strong fourth-quarter finish, the Bengals once again continue their reign over the Chiefs, winning 27-24, to and Joe Burrow owns Patrick Mahomes.
1: Okay, okay, but let's not forget about the GOAT, Luke as we were blessed with a beautiful NFC South matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium for Monday Night Football. And Tom Brady's usual woes against the Saints defense were apparent early on, throwing an interception to the playmaking middle linebacker DeMario Davis. The Buccaneers' offense looked dead. But in a touching tribute to our dear friend Jesus Christ, after three quarters, the Buccaneers got past the stone that was the Saints' defense and rose from the dead. As Tom Brady threw a touchdown to Cade Otten, you glad you stayed up to watch the rest of this game. Tom Brady was then able to lead another fourth-quarter game-winning drive and touchdown pass to Rashad White to seal the nail in the coffin with just eight ticks remaining. Buccaneers win a close one at home, seventeen to sixteen, to round out your Week Thirteen football slate. And that's the rundown. That
0: was just a fantastic slate. It was fantastic slate of games.
1: I it really like was did a
0: really good job. Yeah, I feel like we did a good job of recapping them, uh, just getting some of the main points out what ter- took place in every game. Is there any games that you want to talk? More in depth about.
1: Uh, I think or any f- headlines. I think obviously a uh, couple headlines you kind of highlighted through the revenge games, but um, I think the one of the major ones to look at is that Bengals Chiefs game. I mean, um, you're absolutely right. You all Bengals. Back. The yeah, <laughs> thank you, the Bengals. You're <laughs> absolutely right. They held. Travis Kelsey, it's pretty much nothing. And, you know, they caused a, him to make a huge mistake with the fumble. And, you know, Joe Burrow, hell, man, I've watching him at LSU his junior and senior year, you know, to now with his time in the NFL as well. I mean, he's just he's a comeback kid. He really is. So um, they were down in this one and you know, he was able to Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to come very far from behind, but, you know, you still rallied for that last score, that go-ahead score, but... (laughs) Oh, Uh,
0: Sorry, Deshaun Watson reference. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, you know, I mean, (laughs) you're right. He's 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes, which is crazy, you know. Literally, whenever I see... There's no quarterback, even after they won this game, after they won this game, I you know, you throw Patrick Mahomes into battle with any quarterback and I'm just thinking that Patrick's winning no matter what, but the Bengals kind of have their number a little bit. I don't know what it is, but yeah. And it's not like they it's not like they're the Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs stoppers. I mean, they still give up points to them, but they just find ways to win they every have single have time against them. Yeah, they do. They have a they formula. Have the formula.
0: And honestly, I think it might have to do with the Travis Kelsey part. We mentioned that stopping Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey is one half of Patrick Mahomes greatness. Like if it, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is great, but if Travis Kelsey didn't exist, I don't think we'd be talking about Mahomes as potentially being the greatest of all time. We'd be talking about him like a like in Justin Herbert style, Um, like really good, bright future, but not like in Travis Kelsey is that he's the glue. in in the Patrick Mahomes thing and taking him out of that game, like just virtually stopping him, preventing him from getting touches. That's a huge part of, I think the chief's plan and yeah, Patrick Mahomes is still going to Mahomes. you know, he's going to get touchdowns to other guys, but something about just that, maybe it takes a little bit of life out of the chiefs. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's interesting. The fans in Cincinnati
1: were rocking and, Game of the week for sure. It was a great game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they they might not be the complete total Chiefs stoppers, but they are the Kels stoppers. What a punt by their Walter Payton, man of the year nominee. Mr. Cole from the Raiders got him down to the three yard line, I think, there. Um, but I just I don't even know how they do it. You know, it's not like they have great secondary play. It's not like they had although they have been playing better this year. Um, it's not like they have great linebackers, like all-world linebackers. They don't even have all-world defensive line this year. Um, I mean, they have Sam Hubbard and a couple other guys, but that's really about it. So I don't know what they're doing. But you, you know what? Credit to Lucas Newhouse a couple of weeks ago looking at the schedule and just being like, they might lose this one, but then they're just going to win the rest of their games and get into the playoffs. And right now, it's looking. I good. saw the
0: Chiefs game. I saw that yes, game last did. week. I I picked it. I was so confident in in that upset. And I don't know why. I just I knew that the Bengals owned them. The Bengals are a second half team. They get hot, and the Chiefs just here and there have slip ups. And now, before you even know it, with the Dolphins and Chiefs losing, the Bills are back to the
1: one seed in the AFC. So, yep. And you know what, Luke? That's probably for you know at the end of the day. What do you think? I mean, at the end of the day, I think the Bills are the best football team right now. I think they are. I think they're probably the most complete team. But you also can never go wrong when you give the Chiefs the one seed if that's how it ends up going. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, the Chiefs have the best football team. That doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl because it's who NFL, you know. Uh, in fact, me and my dad were talking about this today. The NFL and MLB; uh, those are the two sports, especially and actually hockey, I guess you could say as well. Hockey, MLB, and NFL. In terms of playoffs, it's whoever's playing the best. Um, yes. At you the get end, in, of the that's season. all that matters. Yep. It's those are the You're teams that win. Season. Are the teams that are playing the best? Um, college football. We were talking about. It's more about who has the best team in terms of, and not who's playing the best when, uh, because that's just how it is. And even the NBA usually, it's the best team that wins the NBA championship, not who's playing the best. It's I don't know. It's just different for the NFL, MLB, and NHL. Um, But oh yeah, but I mean, especially
0: like, like historically, I guess the NHL's been that way. But you're really starting to see it now with the. The NFL and the MLB, like teams like the Phillies, for example, like this past year, they just get, they're not the best team by any means. There were four teams in the National League that were better than the Phillies. It didn't matter. The Phillies came out on top because they were hot. Um, that's just, that's just how it is. And that's why you can't really look at the NFL and safely say this team's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The yeah. Bills are probably the best team. But anything can happen. It's one game. That's all that matters. Yep. And personally, I wouldn't mind if we ended up with the Titans as the one seed again, just so that we didn't we – we had just one less week of
1: watching them in the playoffs. Because they were, <laughs> God, they were, yeah, they're they tough They're to bad on offense right now. Uh, but, yeah, I mean the best teams in the NFL that are playing the best down the stretch usually get the farthest. And, uh, like I said, that just – you know, it doesn't really happen like that in the M- NBA – uh you know you you may see like an uh a seven seed maybe pull off an upset here and there but think about i mean think about how many like seven and six seeds in the nfl be you know twos and threes and stuff like that it, i mean that happens year in and year out and then uh, think of how yeah. many wild card teams in the mlb go on stretch runs hell i mean the cardinals have I mean, some of their best uh, postseason runs have been due to their wild card runs. So, card. I mean, that's, yep. I mean, that literally happens all the time in the MLB. I mean, it is constant. Um, and you just don't really see that very often in like the NBA. Nationals a few in, years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the best chance was probably this, the Pelicans the last year almost taking out the Suns, but that didn't happen. But yeah, that's besides the point. They weaken them, though. Bungles, they're pretty damn good, and they're probably going to be pretty damn good down the stretch. So that's that. Yep. Um,
0: Chargers. There's just one quick note that we didn't mention. Uh, the A.J. Brown revenge game was awesome to watch. And then literally the very next day, the Titans fired
1: their GM, the one who
0: traded away A.J. <laughs> Brown. So that was that was really funny, but
1: that's all I had on that. Ah, uh, we might be in the mix of a Baker Mayfield game-winning drive. They didn't get out of bounds there. Twenty-four seconds left. Going to spike. Is Baker it. still playing. Yeah, they're at the t- they're they're at the Raider twenty-three oh, wow. yard line. Spike it, spike it. Fifteen seconds left. They need a touchdown to win sixteen to ten right now. You're so. you're a minute ahead of me. I'm at I'm, they're running down the field with a minute and
0: 6 seconds left right now. The guy just made a great catch. So don't don't spoil it for me, but I'm still a big He's Baker wrong. guy. I'm 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 on the Baker train. I have never I still believe never in my life hated Baker. Me either. I've I've always liked him, supported him, and I still think he has that ability to be good. Like last year he was injured, and this year there's been a lot of weird things happen um for one, One, he played for a bad team. I'm I'm still a believer in him. So if he has success with the Rams, who knows about Matt Stafford's future? Um, he may he may be dead, but
1: oh!
0: uh, he may Well, I get
1: holy shit. I'm sorry, Luke, but oh my goodness,
0: so much for the uh, <laughs> not spoiling it. Wow, oh
1: man, the Where? face of LA. <laughs> Nice. You'll see it here in a second. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Giga Chad Baker. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to see it. Tell me when you see it,
0: man. Uh, I'm a whole minute behind, so we can start talking uh, about another game okay. if you want. That was a great catch. Um, you know.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, the way that they just fired him the next day. Uh, John Robinson, I think is his name, the former titans gm i think you know they factored in the fact that uh aj brown just killed us and you know in terms of morale Bad Jefferson. we're just done so we're done john and i think that's what happened but um yeah oh my gosh i can't believe that i'm just gonna say it now baker to that, alan Robinson. That was
0: the exact same thing okay, that happened to the Buccaneers and Saints on Monday night. That was deja vu. It was the same score and it is gonna the be the same. Team score with three points went down it. and scored two late touchdowns.
1: Uh, gay. Wow.
0: How about that? Extra, the ex-
1: extra point literally deja
0: good. vu of the Monday night football game. And also, that's just another Josh McDaniels disaster class.
1: So Yeah. Is, I that I don't know that might be a Baker Mayfield master class rather than a disaster class. That is amazing amazing. That is that awesome. I'm happy for him, man. That is an incredible story. He just got it is the playbook like 48 hours ago. Less less than 48 hours ago.
0: I doubt he even got the playbook. They probably just went out there and like, hey, just just uh, oh, just no. play
1: football. They were they were talking our ears off about it earlier tonight, all the oh, really? stuff that he's already learned. It's on his wristband. He's a, Oh my God. He just headbutted him without a helmet on.
0: <laughs> that's his new thing. I feel like, um, that's amazing though. That we're, we're a Baker pod, Baker Mayfield pod, um, wow. enthusiasts. So, Hey, we're happy for him. Now, the one team that I wouldn't want to see him have success with is the Rams just because I hate yeah, the Rams. I, I, was but... just,
1: I was literally just about to say that. Man, I feel happy for him, but goddamn, I hate <laughs> the Rams. I really do, but wow. That's incredible. That is a really good story. And that just probably ended. I mean, that's that's it for the Raiders, I think. <laughs> They're dead. They're completely They're, dead. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, but they were... just killed the Raiders they were alive until that moment. So I don't know. I don't know, but, uh, Pretty weird. Okay. Getting a right. little, let's get back to the little off track here. Off track. Uh, let's see here.
0: You're Packers. Another game that we have to talk about. No, we don't have to talk about the Packers. I could just say this. It's really cool to be the winningest <laughs> team in NFL history, but doesn't really mean anything. Like it was, it was an interesting <laughs> game. Like the Bears got out big to start off, and I was like, Oh, let's go. We're going to lose. Christ. Keep, you know, getting our draft pick. But uh, Aaron Rodgers just refuses to lose to the Bears. So, and then he, he, uh, he howled Hitler, I guess, after the two point yeah, conversion did. at the end of the game. He, he full on just saluted. Just, and some of the angles is just really funny. But, and he also and definitely he really, Close to retirement speech at the end of the game, so I'm I'm a little bit nervous for that, but that's all I have to say on that. But on there's one game that we have Eric to talk about. As you may as you said last week, NFL history is being made in this game. This is a precedent that is being set. Um the Sean Watson coming back playing in the midst, he has he has sexual assault cases pending right now, and he is playing in the NFL. Um, that is just wild to me to just think about that. But uh, I, I didn't see – I, I, I assume that the
1: Houston fans probably booed him
0: when he walked in.
1: So uh, I I'm I had my eye on this one. I did have my eye on it. But uh, they really weren't showing it a whole lot because they it was a bad game. So – Houston really didn't boo him that much. Hmm. And I think they were expecting this to be a boo-fest for him. And I don't know if Texans fans just really didn't really care or what. And no, so, I don't know. Is, does this make Houston a bad sports town, too, for those guys in the stands, Texans fans, with Watson jerseys on? I I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> that is just... And it's not that—that is completely the sexual, whatever assault things aside, not sexual assault. Whatever whatever his charges is. Whatever, whatever he Um, did. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How do you wear your former quarterback's jersey? Who left you? He left them in hell too, Luke. He left them in hell. Two years, you know, or I guess just one year where he didn't play, but. Still, you know, one full season where he did not do anything with the Texans. And then this year, you could count that as another year uh, where he just left them in the dust. And they just have been abysmal. But mm-hmm. then again, you could also look at it and say they, Deshaun Watson has given the Texans Bryce Young. So... Or kind C.J. Stroud. Nicer. They seem to be interested or in Stroud. Mr. Stroud. Yeah, they really are interested in Stroud. What? That's, once again, just another college football topic, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the, he did not look very good. He just looked really rusty. I mean, he you could clearly tell he's an NFL quarterback that has elite talent still. But um, he was rusty. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Uh the defense and the special team scored three touchdowns and Cade York kicked two field goals. Um, Davis mills. Oh, yeah, not it. Hard.
0: And you, you made a comment know. earlier about Houston being a bad sports town and just simply based off the fact of how much they accepted the Astros cheating scandal. I am going to agree with you that they're a bad sports town, that, that they just kind of let that slide over. Um, uh, and still support their guys which i mean i what are you supposed to do but it's a tough situation yeah i
1: don't know what your i don't and know what tough. angle you take a weird as a fan in terms of the astros thing i mean if i get it like you know we've gone through this ourselves luke you know when the rams left you can completely ditch your team you know i hate the rams but you know If the Cardinals got caught up in a huge cheating scandal, I would be upset, you know, but I'm not ditching the Cardinals, you know, I'm not like I would dis disavow what they did. But, you know, I'm still (laughs) going to wear my Cardinals hat and Goldschmidt jersey, you know, you know, I'm not going to like hate them. But, yeah, so I understand. I'm I'm not saying that. I was just. Yeah,
0: it's it's a weird but they're they're definitely a weird town. They're a one of a kind sports town. And I don't even know how to they're like Philadelphia. Um I obviously not like I'm talking about like in the one of a kind sports town type of that's what I meant when I was comparing them to Philadelphia. Um it's very weird, but yeah, this game it set a precedent that um quarterbacks who sexually assault multiple women and take almost two years off of football the first game when they come back against our former team, they usually don't play very good. So the next time that happens, we can be prepared um to to pick accordingly. So but the Texans are just got off. And just a fun note about the Texans, they they're playing the Cowboys this week, and the Cowboys are favored by eighteen points. That it's the yeah. biggest spread I've seen in my life. In yeah, usually
1: game. you know Luke, usually I would say something along the lines of these guys get paid to play football too. I'm not saying that. I'm just not saying it. You know, I think the Cowboys might double that cover. So they literally might win by 36. So it, that is, a that is a, you know, I used to actually look forward to that game, and I'm we're not from Texas. I used to just look forward to, uh, back in the day, Andre Johnson versus Des Bryant, back in, when that was going on. You know, just good football. Good football game to watch back in the day, those two teams. But not right now. That That is Cowboys. You'll see that in the picks. But, yeah, I don't Houston is not looking good. And Cleveland's offense has got some work to do with their quarterback. Yep, for sure. They'll get back on they They get the win, though. That's all that matters.
0: And other than that, I think we recapped everything else pretty well in the yeah. In the, recap.
1: the only thing I have to note uh, is that the Minnesota game, Mike White, people were trashing him for throwing two picks, but really the last pick was just trying to make something happen. Um, he had the game-winning touchdown dropped by Braxton Berrios, who is usually decently sure-handed, and it, it was a catch he should have made in the end zone. Um, sliding kind of catch to avoid contact, and he dropped it. Um, and honestly, Mike White, the locker room is behind him. And if I were them, I would keep rolling with him for a little bit longer until you have to make a change because he's not playing bad. He, I'm not saying he's playing great. I'm not even saying he's playing good, but he is. He's playing like a few notches below good. And in his first start, he played good. But that game was not great by him. But still, um, he had a minute. And like I said, they should have won that game. Um, but I think this is going to help the Vikings, even if it's... I think it might help them in the playoffs, but it's also going to help them here down the stretch trying to secure a high seed in the playoffs. They just, you know, they have this factor that I always tell you, Luke, the Falcons don't have. And the Lions definitely don't have. They just they know how to win football games. They know how to win it when the going gets tough and it's close, and shit's hitting the fan. They know how to win football games. Um, so okay. that's a I mean, pretty no good of so. value for them. So I don't, I don't
0: know what to say to that.
1: Not, historically that is not I mean, there's, a team that can win. No, Super no, you're you're exactly right, but new season. And I'm not saying I would not drop a take and say that I don't think the Vikings are I don't even think they're Super Bowl contenders, but I definitely think they can win a game, possibly two in the playoffs. And that second game that they could win in the playoffs would probably be, you know, some late scrappy win. Who knows? But beating the Jets is a good win, even with Mike White as their quarterback, I think so. Yeah.
0: Good slate. I I didn't realize how short Ryan Fitzpatrick is. How short is him standing next to Andrew Whitworth and Tony
1: Gonzalez? Oh, you're talking about, he's just short. You're talking you just named off like three guys that are like six foot three and four and above. So I'm going to look up.
0: Yeah. I mean, he even looks short next to Carissa Thompson though. No offense, but females are shorter than than males. It's just a, he's six it's a statistic, six foot scientific fact. He is six yeah. foot two. Okay. Well, he's taller than me. Yes, he all is. Right. I'm done talking now. He's not short at all.
1: <laughs> you when mean, you meant that that you were, really Andrew Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth is a giant, giant. So yeah, he's shorter. It's <laughs> an than offensive Whitworth. Whitworth. He's Six foot seven. Um, so. <laughs> Right. Probably uh, I probably what too when guys have pads on to like when Andrew Whitworth has on pads he probably looks like 6 foot 11 like <laughs> standing next to Ryan Jostis Mark Hensley Trevor Burr in the huddle Ryan Horsecamp when those guys have on pads on they're all you know most Ryan's like 6 foot 5 6 foot 6 I swear but uh the other guys even though they're like around 6 foot 3 6 foot 4 in the huddle, I swear to God, they're six foot eight with the helmet and cleats on and pads. They are gigantic, so yeah, tall folks. That makes sense. All right, you want to get
0: to our fantasy corner? Try to do it as quickly as possible. I guess here so sounds good. Very busy show, but we do have a question. You want you want to read the question? I
1: don't have the question.
0: Okay, I'll find it real quick. I don't have it on hand. I'm I I come unprepared for this type of thing. Okay. So the question is from Garrett Newhouse. And he says, if the Cardinals don't make any other big moves, are they better than they were last year? And then he, that was one question. And then he continues. It would seem Contreras would only be taking the place of Albert. Although I believe Albert actually had better numbers, but didn't play much defense. And, It's an interesting way to phrase the question because he's actually replacing Yachty. But I guess, in terms of like a bat in the lineup, that is kind of the spot he's replacing. He's because Goldie and Arenado are there, Edmund and Donovan are there. He's kind of the guy that is going to come in, be a big bat, kind of be the RBI guy. Um, So, as far as bat in the lineup, he's definitely not replacing Yachty because he's significantly better than Yachty at hitting. Um, but I'll go back to the question part of it. If the, so, are they really better than they are last year? I'm going to say no. And for that exact reason is that Contreras and Yachty are very similar defensively. Um, Yachty's obviously better at framing and just durability. Yachty just owns Contreras in that. And then offensively Contreras replacing Albert in the bat, Like, um, so really, we're just replacing the guys who retired. Um, n- now we're replacing two guys with one guy, so it's kind of like an Otani situation. Like you get two two players in one. Um, not really. No, Contreras is nowhere near Otani's level. That's not what I meant by that. But yeah, I, no, we're not really better than last year, um, unless some of the young guys like take a step forward, like Yepes or uh brendan donovan he he had a great year but man he could be he could be a beast if he had some power um or even a guy like newt bar who took a step forward last year but if he could continue that this year not a very that would big amazing one. carlson needs to take a step forward he needs to really badly um and yeah i mean some of the pitcher the pitchers on the staff if so unless people take steps forward, no, we're not really any better. So that's why I'm hoping that we're still active um, in the trade market, which I imagine that that Mo is because usually this time of year he's asleep. Um, but he just showed yesterday that he's not asleep. So he's obviously doing something. No.
1: Which is good for him. I would have expected him to go into yeah. hibernation by now. Um, I really uh, – I know you're flat out saying that we're not going to be better. And I think I would agree with that, but it's not in a way that we're getting worse. I'm saying, I think that we're going to be about middle ground in terms of we're not going to get much better, but I don't think we're going to regress really either. I think we have a great mix of, we have a good mix of, you know, Arnauto Goldschmidt, you know, they're probably not going to get better. Um, and, they might actually regress a little bit just due to age. But uh, I think that some of our younger pieces will get better naturally through, you know, natural progression and those things will kind of even out a little bit. And, you know, like you said, uh, Contreras offensively is, you know, going to have more production than Yachty would have had. Um, and that Yachty <laughs> did last year. Now, one interesting one Look, Just one crazy thing to think about is the fact that we're saying that we have to replace frickin' Albert Pujols' offensive production. The fact that we even have to say that we have to replace (laughs) that production, that is still insane. I mean, the fact that he had that... You're replacing Albert's
0: production with an all-star player. Yes.
1: And it might... He may not even be able to do it. You know, I mean, that's... I still can't believe how insane of a run that was for Albert towards the back end of the season. I mean, wow. <laughs> a magical run there. Um, so Yeah, I'm not I so, I year. Think... I'm fine that he didn't. If you would have been stuck at 699, I would have said come back and and hit that last one. Oh yeah. Um, but Yeah, I'm my take is uh I'm not. I'm not saying that we're worse. I'm not saying that we're exactly better, but that is still actually it's still up for debate because the off season's not over. I know you said that we're probably done unless we add something minute, but uh, who knows? So as of right now, I think we're. Which this is a positive actually when you think about it, Luke. Because before this signing, we were probably looked that if you asked me this question before the signing, would you agree that we were actually worse than last year, so um until this signing yeah we we're at least back to middle ground, so I would agree with
0: that that was that was all I had prepared for the question, so yep, I just kind of answer them on the spot like how how I
1: feel just in the moment so yeah only one this I don't week. really prepare for that night. but we still have oh. our stardom sleeper and yep. our situm so thank you thank you Garrett for the question thank you Garrett Much
0: appreciated love we love the fan interaction and we've had at least one question on every every single week so that's really cool to see
1: <coughs> all right do you want to go first or do you want me to go first yeah, I got them. I'm always confused. Do we go all three
0: of them first? Like I yeah, say all three. Yeah, but we can mix
1: it up if you want. You want to go all three or Not do you want to mix it up?
0: No, I, I can go all three. I just forget how we do all it. Right. I, I like precedent. We already set a precedent. I sometimes forget about it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. All right, so my stardom is the winter meetings. So the winter meetings have kind of been dead for the past few years. Like it's kind of just where like the baseball executives and uh, media, like they all meet in this big hotel. Um, I think in New York City. I don't know for sure. I think it's New York City, but it's a big hotel, and they just meet there for like a week. And the last few years, it's kind of been dead. This year, obviously, we talked about it with the free agency and the tr- some of the trades that are happening. Very much alive. Um, so definitely start the winter meetings. And also uh, a bonus start. Hopefully I'm not taking yours, but just the Colorado football team and not the Denver Broncos, not that Colorado football team. We're, we're sitting that um, Colorado Buffalo's hiring Deion Sanders. So he's coming home. Very, very cool thing uh, to see that. I'm excited to see what happens at Colorado. And then my sit is Balenciaga. I don't know if you saw this cam, but some of the ads that they were putting out, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but it's just, it is wild what some of what they were doing. Like I heard some people talking about it and I was like, oh, surely it can't be that bad. And I looked it up. What and is I was, a Balenciaga? Balenciaga? It's like, what a, is Balenciaga? Like a, like a, I think it's a clothing brand. I think they maybe have some.
1: <clears throat> like purses maybe i
0: the i'll the be ones honest ones? Luke.
1: this i'm not disagreeing with your situm here but i have no idea what a balenciaga is balenciaga okay so it's a brand
0: i, I guess i'm seeing a lot of shoes balenciaga.com let's just see what they have okay what? so they have men's and women's clothes I guess it's... Okay, Adidas. I guess they're a partner with Adidas, maybe. Okay, so why uh, are we sitting them? Well, I don't know if you saw the ads that they put out, but they were trying to promote, like... Uh, I don't even know how to say this, but, like... You know how some people have weird kinks? like Okay. Like, like when you get tied up and stuff, like some people like that. Very weird. Okay. Basically, Go they on. were trying to promote they were trying to sell some of this stuff from their brand, right? So they have to promote it somehow. How do you, how do you think they promoted it cam?
1: Uh, do you have any live, live showing it off? No,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how they did it. And if this thing probably didn't even cross your mind, they promoted it using like five-year-old children.
1: Tying them up.
0: No, but they were like holding the stuff, and I guess yeah, it's, we, you'll have to look it up yourself. And if if you, the viewers, if you guys have any interest uh, in looking it up, then then you can like. But it's pretty wild, um, and so I'm just here to say we we disavow and we will no longer be buying anything from Balenciaga. Not like we ever have anyway. You before, can count but. on me,
1: Luke. From here on I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Luke. I will not buy a single. Balenciaga Christmas gift for me or anybody else out there. And I'll take that one step further. Yeah. I just... I will not buy anything Balenciaga in 2023. Even though I okay. was planning to. But not you anymore. Actually... Not anymore. <laughs> okay. I respect that. I, I, I'm...
0: I'm protesting indefinitely. I'm out. So I'm I'm protesting indefinitely. Um and definitely, most definitely sitting them. And if there was an option to cut and drop, that's what I would do to Balenciaga. That's that's how done I with them I am. So very wild scenario there. And then my sleeper is Christmas music. So we're in the time of the year where, you know, like you go out in public and you just hear Christmas music. I mean, it's, it's all over the place and I'm really getting into Christmas music this year. I, I like, there's some years I get into the Christmas lights. Um, some years I get into like Christmas cookies and this year, the Christmas thing I'm getting into is the music. So, and it's not like the, like the weird songs I'm, I'm getting into like the classic versions like Frank Sinatra, like, uh, maybe it's cold outside. outside
1: a Luke favorite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I do like Michael Buble. His album is his Christmas album is very good. I, and also I put him as my sleeper because I, I've started listening to Christmas music when I go to sleep. So it's just, it's very peaceful to me. I, I, it makes me happy. And
1: I don't know. Some of the old songs are just so calm. This, this may have been a sleeper for you, but I've been starting Christmas music since before Thanksgiving in my car. So okay, I was early on Christmas music. I was, I was woke. I
0: I like Christmas music. It's it's very happy. It makes me it makes me joyful. I guess to it's say, not bad. And then uh, another sleeper is is my sleeper from last week, DJ Moore. Um, he's actually playing this week. The team's on, on a buy, so start him. He's a
1: sleeper. Another bonus. Okay, all right. What are yours, Kim? What What are mine? Well, let's take a look. Oh. All right, right, let's. my stardom is Desmond Ritter. They're finally giving the young blood a shot, Luke. So Luke Fickle, he might be Wisconsin's coach, but was deemed the quarterback whisperer. We'll see, because now we get to see Desmond Ritter. First real NFL, like, actual game, not preseason action. He was pretty solid during the preseason. I remember talking about him during the preseason. But, yeah, stardom is Desmond Ritter. They're finally giving him a shot. We'll see how it goes. And, look, my sedum is simply Odell Beckham Jr.'s knee. Um, lots of news lately, especially today, coming out that um, even going back to last year, that Odell Beckham Jr.'s knee, the Rams didn't sign him till November, due to the fact that his physical on his knee was so bad that they were so worried that it was just going to explode on the football field. That's going to be the thumbnail. That they were so worried that it was going to explode on the football field. Um, and you are right. right. It, it, it 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 did explode on the football field during the Super Bowl, his knee. Um, the reason why this is all relevant is um, he's actually – almost done with his recovery time. And we're looking at the Cowboys who are possibly looking at signing him, but the physicals have come back. Not good again on his knee to where one, it looks like it could collapse at any moment. And two, he's not going to be good for at least another five weeks, which would mean his first game action would be during the wild card weekend of the playoffs. So, Uh, I'm sitting Odell's knee. Uh, I just don't think he need. He probably doesn't even need to play this year. So I'm going to sit Odell's knee. Um, And my sleeper, Luke, is Victor Bout, the Merchant of Death. So, may have been sleeping on him for a while because he has been in prison for 25 years. But I'm going to put him as my sleeper now because... He's probably going to get back to work. Um, And Russia needs an arms dealer in terms of what's going on with Ukraine and stuff. And they're probably going to revive his career. So possible stardom here in the future. But my sleeper is Victor Bout. In fact, he's already back on the Pentagon's watch list. So, yeah, that is my sleeper is Victor Bout. The Merchant of Death. Yeah. Pretty cool nickname, honestly. But uh very, very wild.
0: It was it's a very cool nickname. I, I respect it. But the fact that we traded him for a WNBA player and we didn't even get our Marine. Like the Marine that's over well, there, we didn't even get him in the deal either. So mm-hmm. I I don't know what the Biden administration, their negotiation tactics is, but they need to take lessons from John Mosalok. Please, um, Unless John Moselok's been helping the Russian government, but we don't know. Maybe
1: they took lessons from him. So yeah, yeah. With we, we got a wild situation. Such a wild situation. The memes on Twitter are insane about this trade going down. It's a great time. And I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but it's kind of eerie. Like it literally it looks like something out of like Grand Theft Auto, where that they both, you know, they get off the plane, and Russia has Brittany Griner and security following her and then the u.s literally just has victor bout and security follow them and then they just like do a trade (laughs) in between and then they get on their respective planes and that's it i mean it it, wild just wild wild. but uh, i mean uh i think they tried they tried to bring home the marine i think we tried to get a two for one deal i guess we weren't willing to uh, throw in any draft capital and that was it. We only got, it was pretty much just a player swap. So, uh, fortunately, if you had to ask me, I would say that Russia probably won this deal, but, and that's what also, yeah. that's kind of, you know, that's why he's my sleeper. I mean, he has potential for a really big boom. So towards the end of the season here. So yes, that is, uh, so yeah, sorry, sleeper. Alright. That's the fantasy and that's our corner.
0: fantasy corner. So I guess now we'll get into picks for um week fourteen. And I we'll try to run through this quickly because I gotta go do something after this. So Cam, it's your week to pick. We're starting off 0 and one with the Raiders losing to yep. the Rams, obviously, this week.
1: I don't feel I'll it I'll just kinda have me. I mean yeah. yeah. One point loss. Uh I mean I picked the Raiders here. They've been playing good as of late and I just I thought even if Baker Mayfield played that only having the playbook for like 36 hours wasn't going to be enough but hey, 230 yeah. pass yards, passing touchdown, 22 of 35, not bad for him. Uh, and the game-winning drive. So they went 98 yards in a minute 45 to win that game. Pretty crazy. Same score as Monday Night Football, as Luke pointed out, 17 to 16 final in yep. LA. Start off week 14, but yeah, own one. So we'll get to the real I'll picks.
0: I kind of just have you. I kind of just have you read through them like quickly and uh, just give your picks. And
1: if I, I'll veto. I'll I'll chime in. Okay, I do have. Uh, one for sure that I'll definitely need some input, but uh, New York Jets at Buffalo, Buffalo, especially, I think the Jets are kind of falling a little bit, Um, but could you could see a Mike white masterclass? So we'll see. But for now I have Buffalo Cleveland at Cincinnati. I hate both these teams so goddamn much, but I probably hate Cincinnati a little bit less right now. Uh, So I'm taking Cincinnati. Houston at Dallas. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm going to take Dallas, um, and I think they might double the cover of 18, even though those guys guys get paid to play, but eh, I don't know. Um, Minnesota at Detroit, Luke. This one I need you to turn your listening ears on. Minnesota at Detroit, I'm taking Detroit. Thoughts?
0: Um, I completely agree.
1: Uh, you completely?
0: Okay. Um, because I, I remember last week whenever I said, hey, the Lions, anything can happen at Detroit when the Vikings play the Lions, and you looked at me like I was stupid. And now Vegas has the Lions favored minus two. And this is why I'm going with them. It's a trap game, right? Lions are favored minus two against the 10-2 and two Vikings. That doesn't make any sense, right? We saw that a few weeks ago with the Vikings. Oh, they're favored. They're- plus one at home really really got blown out this
1: is a trap game i agree with you completely okay Lions. i'm not even sure if i agree with myself especially since i just went on that whole spiel about how they know how to win football games but um and i have to start jared goff this week because lamar's on the bye, and are not on the bye. he's hurt and justin fields is dead because he's on the bye. i guess he's not dead Jacksonville at Tennessee. I'm going with a Tennessee rebound game, even though tenne- or Jacksonville is also looking for a rebound. Um, Tennessee at home. Philadelphia at the New York football Giants. I'm going to go with the Eagles because Saquon uh, has a neck injury and he's probably not going to play. So I'm going to go with the Eagles there. And the Giants are also sliding a bit. Uh, Here's one, Luke. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh at home, they're getting a little bit... They're kind of hot right now. As hot as that offense with Matt Canada, the terrorist um, guiding them can be, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, they have to start Tyler Huntley. And TJ Watt's going to be chasing them around. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, Kansas City at Denver. I'm going with Kansas City, although I think this will actually be a close game. Uh, and I know that sounds crazy, but Denver just plays in close games, even at especially at home, just because of how good their defense is. And Russell Wilson will lead them down the field to about three field goals, so um, probably final score of probably like twenty to nine, something like that. Um, <laughs> Tampa Bay at San Francisco. I said San Francisco, and because I said that because it sounds like the smart pick. But Tom Brady, they're 6-6. Six and six. They just had that awesome comeback win. Their offense was horrible in the first three quarters, like I said. Shout out to Jesus. But they were awful the first three quarters. But they had that resurgence. But San Francisco's defense has been insane. But it's also Brock Purdy against the Tampa Bay defense. You know, I don't, I just don't really know what we're to do here. I'm taking San Fran, though.
0: I think you reluctantly take that, and I agree.
1: <laughs> I think it is I complete reluctance because there's no reason, even after last week, that's not even a valid reason to be like, yeah, Brock Purdy is going to be fine against Tampa Bay's defense. Um, and I don't think he's going to be fine. I think this could get really gross, Luke. I think we might be looking at like a, a 13 to nine type of game. Um, and, and it, they actually do score a touchdown, the Buccaneers, but they missed the extra point. So, um, 13, nine is my prediction for that one. Just weird. Weird. Well, yeah, we're, let's go with San Francisco, reluctantly. Um, Carolina at Seattle. I think this is going to be another gross game as well, but I'm going to take Seattle. I think this will also be a close game, just out of spite. That's what the Panthers do sometimes, is they just have close games out of spite. Um, so Seattle is the pick, though. They're at home, and Geno had a good uh, end of the game last week. So this is a good game. Um, Miami at LA Chargers on Sunday night football. I'm taking Miami. I'm assuming they're staying out west because they've had to play on California two weeks in a row. Chargers lost again last week. They're 500. Miami did not have a good defensive performance last week, but and I guess you have Tua's ankle to take into account, but I'm still going to take Miami. But if the Chargers win this game, then maybe they are a team that you can trust when they're at home despite Jacksonville. Um so yeah. Miami. Any thoughts on that pick? Miami and the Chargers? Because it is kind of a toss up. I like it. I like
0: yeah, it is a toss up, but it's gonna be a fun Sunday night game.
1: Yeah, I Um, think it is that is a good matchup.
0: Yeah. And the Dolphins on Sunday night football doesn't happen very often, but it, it is fun when it does. And then the cap off the week we have Patriots at Cardinals. Kind of an ugly game. Yep.
1: I'm yeah. taking New England. I'm taking New England and I th- this might be the curtain call for Cliff. I don't know for sure. Yeah. I don't know if they plan on firing him they or not during England. the season or wait till Black Monday. But I think this might be my vote for this is it for Cliff. And I'm just taking New England because what has Arizona shown us, Luke? I mean, seriously, they haven't won in forever. It's going to be a good defensive performance by the Patriots, I feel like. I hope so. I hope so. I'm going to start him this week. So Kyler has his chance, though, to prove something because this is a solid New England defense. But I – this – I'm not saying the slate is bad this week, but I'm saying that the slate is filled with defensive matchups. I will say that. Like this is another game that I'm looking at and this is just going to I don't think this is going to be very high scoring. What points to this being high scoring? So, um I'm going to take New England. So, uh I'll read off the picks again. Zero vetoes this Wait, week. Then, did you uh like-
0: no vetoes. And then did you pick between the the Eagles and Giants?
1: Yeah, I, was I did. Like I took sleeping.
0: I took the Eagles. Okay, okay. I must have been sleeping.
1: All right. So Las Vegas, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Dallas, Detroit, Tennessee, Eagles, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, San Fran, Seattle, Miami, New England. Let's count how many road teams we got this week. We got one, two. Three four We picked five but Las Vegas already lost. So it's we got amount. four. We got four. That's not bad. Only third, or I don't even know if there's thirteen games. I don't know how many games, but there's quite a few teams on the by this week. Your Packers, um, the Bears, Falcons, Commanders, for, Bears. For Colton, Colts. Yeah, Commanders, sorry.
0: Um. yeah I think the, and there's one other team I can't think of right now but yeah it's going to be an interesting week for sure and then we'll gear up for the final four the final push of the year and uh, that's yeah. about it for episode 41 here decently yeah. decently uh, sized episode so we'll Although, be back next would, week we'll be done with school
1: oh. one thing I would like to bring up and I would like you to tell it before we get off the air here the Sunday night new house miracle oh yeah it was a fantasy miracle that took place yeah, on Sunday I, night I'll tell it quickly
0: because I gotta I gotta get out of here and reef but um, basically I was down 10 points I was dead on Sunday night football all I had was the Dallas defense and the opponent I had had Jonathan Taylor. I was down by 10 points. And then just all of a sudden they get some touchdowns. They get some turnovers and miraculously, um, the first week I have Jimmy G on my team, I have a miraculous win. So, um, it was, it was very cool. I was, it was freaking out in the moment, but it was a very cool scene. But, uh, yeah, that's gonna, it's gonna end it for episode 41. So we'll see you guys next week. Get into the Christmas spirit a little bit. And, uh, Yeah, thanks for tuning in once again. Have a good weekend. Yeah.